Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't have my long hair anymore to really go to town on this. I, uh... Remy Malik, man, I dude's a beast. Creepy good. Uh, I yeah. I, I saw somebody took uh, original footage from Live Aid, uh huh, and put it side by side with the footage from that we that was released originally. Right they, from the could, film. They re, and they recreated Live. They Aid recreated the film, Live right? Aid, yeah. and they they did a side by side, and it's um. Tell me he's got the movements down too. Like he's it's, got the you, he comes da- he comes out. He's got the hand movements up in the air. I mean it's wow. It's, I mean he's in sync, like almost like shadow yeah, cast kind of in sync. Almost. Is what we're talking about? Oh yeah. wow, yeah. I was not aware it was that it's, that tight. It's so it's weird because the live aid shot. Um, so the live aid shot was a lot of close ups, right? Um, and it was also a side shot. And that footage that was released was more production so it's kind of like a side and from behind but when he first comes out on stage and he throws his hands up in the air to address the crowd and he kind of does like that that cocky walk that he does yep yep, yep. it's that freddie it's mercury ins- strut yeah it's in sync and then the, the rest of it like how he jacks himself up behind the piano and how he's crossing his arms to play the piano i mean right. he's, he's got the motions down brilliant brilliant perfectly he uh i think we are at um I, just from the trailer alone like it, it's it's it, you know how you just get that vibe when you watch somebody in a trailer, and, and it's it looks like from what from my perception, yeah, uh, it looks like in that trailer that we have another case of someone channeling, yeah, uh, similar to uh, what um, uh, Val Kilmer did with Jim Morrison, yeah, with a phenomenal performance, and uh, and probably most notably what Jim Carrey did with with Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah. It's it's uh, uncanny and scary and uh, and and just amazing, and it really looks like Rami. Not only in look, but really from that trailer has a really strong sense of the personality to the point of channeling fucking Freddy. Yeah, he did a talk on it. Um, it probably was about seven or eight months ago already, and he's you know he had that moment of realization where uh, I think his quote was it's, it's not an exact quote because I don't have it in front of me, but it was something akin to you realize that this is the kind of performance that can really make your career. Oh yeah, he goes. 
But then you realize that this is the kind of performance that could absolutely end it your could, career. It could level them. Yeah. It's, so. And it's really, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know that there's an in-between with this one. Either no. he is going to be iconic and looking at Oscar nominations. Yeah. Or it's going to be a, a, a mockery and a, and, a, and a source of a lot of jokes for many years to come. I'm hoping for the, the that first option I mean, for I, him because I think he's a great actor. I think he's a tremendous performer and he deserves it. But uh, yeah, this, this yeah. it could go in bad directions if it goes south. I know that the remainder of uh, the remainder of Queen. Um, well, there are two alive. Yeah. Uh, no, th- uh, the three there of them. Are three of them uh, alive? John Deacon is no longer part of the band, right. but he he is an original member and still yeah. alive. Uh, and then you have Brian May and uh, Brian T- uh, uh, Roger Taylor. Okay. Uh, on the uh, it's Brian May guitar, Roger Taylor drums, John Deacon on bass. I believe that Brian May and and Taylor May and Taylor are on record as being very happy. I believe, and there what's, what's yes. come around with this, and yeah. they actually have producer credits too. I think. Yep. Yep. yep, um, yep. Um, and I I don't know that I imagine they. I mean, John Deacon's included. He just doesn't play with the band anymore. He's just yeah. retired. But I don't, it's not an animosity thing. He's just he's just done bouncing around with friggin' Queen. You know? Right. Um, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to know if he is also in the same loop and agrees, you know, with, uh, the sentiments that they've had as well. Um, can we also talk about, uh, I hope that somewhere, somehow they release that mashup of music during the trailer. Oh, was, they yeah, mashed up like two or three they songs, fit a right? whole bunch of queen songs together and it worked marvelously. It's, it was great for the trailer. Uncanny yeah. how good it was. Yep. 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 I was like, God, I want that. Yep. I want that. Um, so yeah, uh, for those, uh, we kind of dove into that yeah. without any time. We're talking about the, uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer just hit today. Right. That was a nice little opener. And obviously we couldn't, uh, couldn't resist opening with the, the, uh, iconic, uh, uh, headbang inducing, right. uh, for most of the generations is listening to this, who grew up on uh, Wayne's world. Of course. Um, I, yeah, I, I had the blessing of growing up with queen through my dad actually listened to queen. Right. Nice. Uh, so I was exposed to them at a very uh, young age, but most of the people I grew, I grew up with were all, all of a sudden just, hey, there's this new band Queen in the Wayne's World movie. Yeah. We should check their stuff out. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> set, and and when, what year did Wayne's World come out? That would have been 90s, 90s 90, right? 91, 92-ish, so, maybe earlier. So it would have been right after he had passed. Yeah. Because he passed in was, 91, what, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, right, not, Live Aid was 85, after, 86. Their final album was Innuendo, and that came out, I think, 90 or 91. And that was that was essentially his farewell, his right. black star. And like, to uh, to listen to the show must go on uh, after his passing, and you yeah. realize, holy shit, he knew it was coming, and this was... Right, I'm on my way. It's a, it's a, it's still a devastating song. But to listen to that, it still, you know, gets gets me a little welled up. Um, so uh, yeah, and the movie wasn't too far on the heels of uh, of his passing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. More so uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think um, I know the movie has been in development hell for like ten years. Yeah, it Sasha Baron Cohen was originally tied to it. Um, it lost a director at one point yep. in time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm happy with how it's uh, from just from the look of the trailer. I'm happy it's this is where we're at with this because yeah. I, I I really don't know that Sasha was the person to do this. I, uh, and I, I like Sasha. Don't, I don't like get me him, wrong. But I, I, I like him. But I, I, I and even no matter how I mean, it would have had to have been a complete departure from himself and uh, and what he's and what he's known for. Like he's so very known for the Borat thing and uh, the. Um, uh, Bruno and all that stuff and all these like wild and Ollie G the outlandish characters which fits because Freddie Mercury of course is an outlandish character but I I, I but think but he's a bit more serious yeah and I think there's there's too much of that 
attached to Cohen that I don't think he would have been able to slough that off. Yeah, and even, Where you have Rami Malek, who's, I don't want to call him an unknown, but he's, yeah, he has, I mean, Mr. Robot is what put him on the map, and there, you know, that's, that's not, Everybody in the world doesn't quite There's know that. There's still quite a lot of he's people a, have no idea yeah, what this is. He's about is, to yeah. be exposed to a whole new range of people. Right. So it's a, this is it's and it's good to kind of have that that sort of unknown element going to this as opposed to I think the dismissal that would have happened with Cohen. And I was going to say, you know, even with Cohen, even when he kind of departs from the the character actor character type stuff, like Sweeney Todd, Les right. Mis, he's still kind of a bombastic. Um, yeah, there's he's creepy, funny, over the top yeah. character. Even in Sweeney Todd, it's there, there's a certain element of there's there's Sasha very much there. Sasha in there. Yeah, it would it would and it be, works. It would have been hard to separate him yeah. and believe him as Freddy. Rami, I believe as Freddy. Fuck man, he, just he's, from a trailer. He's got the jawline. I mean, he looks yep. like him. It's and fucking they, uh, creepy. I'm assuming they they did the work on the teeth or whatever. Gave him uh, some sort of teeth yeah. thing. Uh, Quick clarification, do you, I don't, because I don't remember if we've talked about this on the show or confirmed this on the show, did he sing for the film or is this all using Freddie's voice? So my understanding is it's like some weird healthy mix of, okay. they're using Freddie's voice and, and snippets of him performing, right? but they blended it somehow. Okay. With Rami's own, own voice. Cause there, there was, um, interesting. Okay. He, he did an interview um, it was a phone interview, I think. And he said during that interview, he said, uh, uh, I'm actually doing this interview from Abbey Road right now and I'm not practicing my acting. Wow. So he was in the studio recording something. Okay. Um, laying down some sort of vocal track. Now, I've never heard Rami sing directly. Yeah, me neither. Um, you know, I really only know him for Mr. Robot and you know, a handful of other things right. that I've kind of seen him pop up in. But um, but I, you know what? I, I'm... I'm okay, even if they chose not to have him sing, because it's, it's because all about it's fucking. Fre- I mean, Freddie is. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Who, they're, they're, and even the people that are currently singing the songs, yeah, they're not Freddie. Oh, I did. Read- Adam Lambert is is great. He sings the songs really well. He nails those notes, but he's not Freddie. There's, I read, there's, yeah, I read that there is some other. I don't want to call the guy an impersonator, mm-hmm. but he's like. You know, like you know the little Filipino guy that tours with Journey now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like that to Queen. Like there's okay. some guy out there that has like a Queen band or something that right. that has a lot of Freddie's vocal range that is, also is providing music. Is for the it. ones that go by Killer Queen. Like, I, I'm not sure. There's a tribute band that goes by Killer Queen that apparently is really good. Uh, I wonder if that's the one that you're talking about. Yeah, I, I just I read it today actually because I was reconfirming what I thought. Right. And I read it. It was a blend of like all three things okay. together to kind of end yeah. up with the final product. It's so. uh, it, it boils down to 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 telling the story. However, you come around to telling the story is how you come around to telling the story. No one can. I mean, no one can sing Freddie. So I, I to to hold that against Rami Malek, I think, is folly. If anybody's actually and even doing that, I um, I think this is this is kind of a neat approach to actually blend the two. I think that's that's pretty slick. I'm, and I'm I, eager to see how that pans out. I also think that you are not going to get. Um, this isn't going to be a concert. You're not going to get full songs yeah, no. in the movie. You're, like the Live Aid bit, I'm sure it's very short. I'm sure it's him before he goes on stage, a couple of minutes, you know. Stuff on stage, on stage interacting with then, the crowd, a couple of moments. And then it's off. And same with any of the other recording session stuff. I'm sure it's going to be very kind of... Because the story isn't just about the music. It's about the band. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's something I read too, that that they wanted to put out a movie... That is not just about Freddie Mercury. Right. That is about Queen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's 
so you're not going to get a concert. You don't need a you don't need a full vocal range. So it's the story for it. of the band. Yeah, you, if, the, if you want a concert, there are myriad Queen concerts you can purchase. Uh, right. You know, you can get them digitally. You can find the Blu-rays. Uh, the um, live at Wembley is a spectacular concert, and that's available on uh, on Blu-ray, or you can get it through Apple TV, whatever the hell you right. use. Um, so do that if you want a concert. This is I'm I'm interested to hear. And see the story of Queen, and uh, and of course we'll have a, the the taste of their music throughout the film to, <laughs> the, to the help he, the story. The hesitation we see between Freddie and the rest of the band when recording Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, this is the opera section. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the operatic section. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 eager to see that. Yeah, yes. it, it looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. This has been Big Cat's Queen stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, I think that's what we're going to call this episode. Episode 497, Big Kev's Queen stuff. Nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on. We're going to jump around a little on the prep sheet because okay. I think there are some things that are I, more I, specific. I, and have we uh, have we done the episode number bit and all that? I don't think this is, we are. Well, this is 497. 497. This is 497 is the episode number. So and uh, and I like that Big Kev's Queen stuff. Is, yes, uh, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. <laughs> Um, let's, um, as far as the prep sheet goes, let's skip items one and two. Okay. Um, and move right to three. Cause I think this one probably has the least effect on big Kev. Okay. Um, I don't know that you've watched this yet either. I have you? not yet. I plan to. So, uh, I, it's, it's a good indicator uh, that the first one first go around is good. Uh, yes. Just, just from what you guys have been saying, everybody, everybody I know that has seen it loves it. Uh, and now they're greenlit for a part two. So, uh, I'm all in. Yeah. Cobra Kai is what we're talking about. Cobra Kai got picked up. For a second season on YouTube Red. Um, the first season did stupendously well. Uh, over 20 million views. Wow. It has reached the 10 episode half hour series. Um, and uh, it's going to go into production again this fall with a 2019 turnaround. Nice. Look, to be quite honest with you, this is not a show that requires a large production time. Oh, God, no. There's no special effects. It's all shot on location. You know, everything is shot yeah. driving around parts of California. Perfect. As a matter of fact, a uh, friend of this program, uh, Mikey, who lives out there, yep. was messaging me the other day as he's watching it. He's like, I drive past that strip mall where Johnny <laughs> reopens Cobra Kai like every day on yep. my way to work. He's, uh, he, uh, as Mike of his prime, has been bouncing around uh, all different. He, he gave me a Westworld nod not too long ago because he, uh, he was right by the church from Westworld for an event oh, on nice. long ago. sent me pictures from there. I was like, nice. Speaking of Westworld, I am woefully behind on Westworld. Well, you got to catch like, up. I, well, I am one behind on Westworld. Like we I saw the first recent... episode and that's it. Um, what are we on? Yeah, the third or the, the fourth? The third one just aired this past Sunday. Oh, so I'm not too far behind. And uh, people have had issues with the first two episodes. Um, I was struggling kind of wrapping my head around them. Not, I wasn't falling into a place of disliking them or yeah. being upset with them. I just went... I was I, I just didn't know what the deal was. I didn't know where it was going, and I was getting I, I was getting antsy about it. And apparently, the third episode takes off and uh, and explains a wealth of of wild new shit, and uh, and and really sets uh, sets the season moving uh, again. So people that were upset with those first two were like, "Oh shit, okay, we're aboard now." Okay, so what happened to <clears> me <throat> was um, I wasn't upset with the first one, but like you, it was so heady. And so sort of out of left field yep. and so not linear in a weird way that it was it was a little off putting. Right. And I haven't been able to bring myself to sit down and watch more yet. Gotcha. Because I kind of every time I think about like, oh, shit, I should catch up on Westworld. It's like 
I, I don't know that I'm mentally ready to catch mm. up on Westworld. Well, here's here's my thought on that, which which may set you up to go, oh yeah, I'm going to dive yeah. in now, or you'll go, I don't want to fucking deal with that. So here's what makes me ecstatic about Westworld, and uh, and I think I talked about it on this show. I certainly talked enough about goddamn Westworld the first uh, season while it was running. Uh, but what the first season successfully did was it put the audience in the shoes of of having the experience that Dolores was having. Right. Time was out of joint. We we were we were saw, uh, treated to a mishmash of 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 wide variety of timelines, and the whole show was spent trying to make sense of those timelines. And it was essentially Dolores's experience through the entire time was trying to figure out. You know, was coming to that conclusion. She's remembering things from the opening of the park, from the the park now uh, falling apart, and all this crazy stuff within the timeline. So the whole first season puts us in Dolores's shoes. It's Dolores's journey. We are right along with her that whole time around. Here we are in season two. Now, certainly, and, and throughout season one, we're focused on other characters, obviously. But but the way the show was structured, we are put in the mindset of Dolores sure. and trying to piece the whole uh, experience together. This season, I feel like we are, they're doing the same thing, but they have put us in Bernard's shoes this time around. And everything is even a hundredfold more bombastically confusing and out of joint and, and unnerving because Bernard is a mess right now. Right. Trying to make sense of what the fuck just happened at the, <laughs> uh, at the finale of, uh, of season one and, and, to, and to himself. Like, try, what, am, what is Bernard at this point where, you know, and, and, and his place and his programming, he seems really torn between desperate to make sense of himself. So I think that's why it's even more hardcore, uh, out of joint and all over the place. And, and now we're being exposed to other parks as well. So it's, uh, I, I feel like it's, 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 it hit me as brilliant all over again because I'm like, we're just, it's a new experience now in Bernard's shoes. Right. And it's another, it's another ride and a half for the rest of the season. I'm, and I haven't even, I haven't hit that third episode yet, which is apparently the takeoff uh, to even, uh, but I'm, to, I'm already excited sure. about to, uh, to reach that point. So uh, I'm glad, I'm glad the people that were upset are, are now back on board. And, uh, and it's a shame if anybody gave it up, like th- this, this embodies my rule, my three episode rule. If I start to lose interest in something, I, st- I, I, I routinely, I'm like, I'm going to give it three episodes to gear itself up and bring me, bring me back around. And, and if that, if it doesn't do it after three episodes, I'm done. Right. And this is a prime example of that. We're two episodes. And, and if I, if I were doing that rule at the start of Westworld, you know what? This has three episodes to bring me back. You know, I, it, it, there may have been trouble with those first two episodes. Um, so it's, it's a good rule of thumb to have. If you're really into a show and you, and you start to hit that waiver point of, oh, I don't know if this has my attention anymore. Give it those three episodes because yeah, you owe it to the show. Three, three episodes sure. are, is a, is a good way. You know, it, it's often a good arc for a show to kind of come around and find its footing, especially in, in a brand new season. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's only the first two episodes and people are like, man, this sucks anymore. It's so disappointing. Right. I give it a chance. You got 10 episodes. Give it, let it breathe. Give it a minute. Yeah. Give it a minute. <laughs> Um, speaking of limited number of episodes, Fox last week went on a bloodbath yeah. of, of show cancellation. Um, so they, they canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They canceled Fox. Yeah. They, <laughs> really? Well, so we'll, we'll talk about that. So they canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Mick, Last Man on Earth, uh, Lucifer. Yep. Um, they gave Gotham one final season. Right. Um, and I, I think that might be it. Uh, that covers it, and then uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has been rescued by NBC. By NBC, so that was a uh, that was almost a shoe in. Yeah, that show has a really. Sh- I love that show. That show well, is a little a- bit I've seen is hilarious. Yeah, 
that show for me is the perfect escapist show. Okay. I could put that show on. I mean, I'm following this show, so I'm following the the thread that that right. ties them all together. But I could put that show on any random episode just in the background, get a couple of good chuckles, be in a good spot and just relax. Like nice. I don't need to I don't need to like sell my soul to watch that show. Right. I can just enjoy right. it. I can just kind of laugh and, and, and have fun. It's nice to have that. You need you know, those my, once in a my while. My version of that are the impractical jokers. Right. Uh, where I just sit and laugh myself stupid for half an hour and uh, and not feel horrible about life, the universe, and everything. Like you know, because we're watching Westworld, which is uh, you know sure. dramatic and intense, and we're watching the the Americans, right. which is in its final season, and it's just devastating episode after episode. It's nice to have that thing that you can just kind of eh, go, go on your way to. I wish I could do that with Impractical Jokers. I I really like the Impractical oh, Jokers. So good. I, I love those guys. I've I've interviewed those guys three times. Yep. They're some of the nicest people that I've ever talked to. They're always very friendly. They're personable. They're funny as hell. Oh yeah. Um. But it's so cringeworthy at times. Well, it, it, the punishments usually at I, the end I, uh, can be really I, crushing. Like the, I I distinctly remember watching The Office, the American Office, not the BBC Office. Right. And there were there were parts of certain episodes where i had to get up and walk out of the room i was like i can't i know what's gonna happen i can hear it but if i have to watch it with my eyes it it hurt it hurts it's so cringeworthy and Mm. i have that with the impractical joker sometimes it's so cringeworthy sometimes some of the things that they 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 ask them to say oh my god and 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 they're always busted like the moment they're like you need to say this this thing that's horrible and maybe vaguely racist to uh to somebody and uh you know good luck with that and the moment they're like uh, you know they're they're on a rhythm like yeah. oh here's a crazy thing i said here's a crazy thing i said everybody's laughing say this crazy thing uh, the moment they have that moment the, it's it's the, done uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's over. It's like, you're done dude yeah you're done Just... <laughs> and then and then the cringing starts like oh now he's got to rev up to it yeah oh it's oh it stings <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Brooklyn Nine Nine is that my is my show. So I'm glad Hulu was looking at it, Netflix was looking at it. Yeah, there, NBC scooped it up. There was no way there there wasn't somebody that was going to jump on that because yeah. it was uh, it's too too voracious a fan base uh, for for somebody to to not jump on. Uh, Lucifer apparently <clears throat> saw the writing on the wall. Oh yeah, and the finale aired actually last night, I think. And while it wasn't. A full-on finale. Right. It was uh, apparently because I haven't watched them a couple episodes behind, but apparently it was sort of uh, an okay. It was enough to wrap spot or, to. or something. Okay. Um, I think that show, while that show was really really good, there was one main issue with that show that they just never resolved, oh, and yeah. I think it lost part of its audience because of that issue. Okay. Um, do you plan on ever watching that show? Uh, probably not. Okay. That's, uh... So the so so Lucifer obviously is the main character on the show. His love interest is the other cop that he's working with, right? This girl Chloe, who he falls in love with, and or he's falling in love with, and she never finds out he's Lucifer, even three seasons into the show. Wow. So, okay. Uh, so uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Apparently, in the finale, that she finally finds out. But ah, okay. But she almost finds out so many times, and then they. 
pull back the reins. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And even for me, who was a fan of the show, I would I would wait for like four or five episodes to air, and then I would binge it because I'd be like, I I, I don't want to sit through more of this fucking back and forth. Right. Like, just reveal it and move on with it. Grow from that point in right, the story. Right, right. Story. It's, move. it's the whole will they or won't they thing. Just you know, ad nauseum and without end. That's uh... it. It stalled the story. Got to get to uh, got to get to the point. Um, so yeah, Lu- Lucifer's done, and uh... um, but let's talk about why Fox did this. Yes, that's a good idea. So Fox apparently, you know, there is the big sell-off Comcast oh, yeah. Disney, but the one thing that Fox isn't selling off is their sports division. <laughs> so apparently, what I've been reading is that they axed all these shows because they're making room for more NFL. Yep, and they're making room for WWE. Yep. Um. Which would fall under their sports division. And what about XFL? Would they be looking to make a possible home for that, too? I don't know. I suppose that's a possibility. But so what they're doing is they're getting rid of all of their programming that they won't be able to run anyway. Right. um, Hmm. And or or anything they think they can cut, you know. Or I mean, they're they're recouping a hell of a lot of budget with cutting all this stuff. out. So, yeah. And then, you know, they're making room for stuff that they're going to hold on to. They're going to dump money into the things that are going to continue to make them money. Interesting. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that that deal is still up in the air. Comcast, I don't think it's still come to the table yet. Disney has not confirmed that they have it yet. Yeah. There's uh, there was some news that popped up. uh, I I bounced around on Twitter about it today, which I didn't really get to. But it it seems like we're we're steps and steps closer, but it's still uh, it's still yet to get locked in. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Wild. Um, wild. Let's talk about that predator trailer. Yes. That looks awful. Uh, it didn't grab me. I was really excited at the, at the prospect. Cause this is, yeah, and so this a, is a direct, I, I dig Shane Black as a director too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things that are going for it, but it, it's supposed mm. to be a direct sequel to predator two. Um, so it cuts out okay. alien versus predator. Um. Uh. Yeah. There. There was a. And it, was that it? Was it? Was there another uh, one? Or was it only Aliens vs. Predator? Predators, plural, which was a reboot with uh, with the the nose. Was it a reboot or was it? Because it was something like they ended up on the planet of the Predators, but I don't think they were aware that they were on the planet of Predators. Oh, maybe I don't know. Um, but but this, um, yeah, I think this resets and takes place after two. Okay. But as I'm watching the I trailer, need to too. it didn't feel like a Predator movie. It it didn't feel like a Shane Black movie. It felt like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it, it's. It, I, I I couldn't make sense of where they're going with that. It um, felt too much Predator 2 and not enough Predator 1. Yeah. And the whole thing with the uh just just the the opening with the, the shipment of the box to the to the kid and the kid has this this thing that starts drawing all the the, the attention and the, I it, it I don't uh, it just it just it's not the plot I was expecting. No, it, and, and it's it's and seems the predators like a are making hybrids, much, so there's yeah. a human predator hybrid. I guess is what they're setting up that one soldier yeah. to be. I don't, know. I don't know. It seems like a bunch of hot garbage. I uh, I, I think, and it's only a trailer, so I, I'm 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 open minded about it. Like it's it, the trailer. Like I'm saying, it, it didn't didn't grab me, but I mean, it's it's a. I'm curious at least to see where where it goes, where a second trailer goes. I'll take a look sure. at that, and then once the movie hits, maybe it's not something I'm rushing out to go see. I mean, I do have the movie pass, so I might do right. it that way. Um, but, uh, I don't know that it's something I'm going to rush to, to devote the time to unless, you know, it hits and everybody's like, holy shit, we're surprised by this. It's actually really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah, writing you never it know. off. I'm not writing it off yet yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it hasn't really, but that trailer definitely missed the mark for me. I didn't, it hasn't uh, grabbed it didn't get me. me excited at all. Yeah. It hasn't so. grabbed me. Yeah. Um, lost in space was also picked up. 
Yes, yes. For a second season. Now, I have not finished season one yet. Um, I have not started season one yet, but it is in the it is in the kiwi to, yeah, uh, to do so. It's really just lack of time. Right. I mean, it's nothing else. It's lack of time. That's like the, the missus and I were having that conversation the other day. It's like, it's, you know, we, there's so many things that, that, are, that you have to see. Have you seen it? Have you seen the thing? You have to see the thing. Right. We're busy watching 758 other things. things. That's the problem. There's too many things. And, so we and just got to pick the things and, and the, <laughs> that we want to watch. And the other problem is, as, I've, as my TV habits have changed, right, I have less Brooklyn Nine-Nines and more Westworlds. Yeah. So, for example, Lost in Space... I watched the first episode, but you have to dive into it. You have to watch it. You have to pay attention to it. You can't casually watch it. Like I used to watch a bunch of fluff TV just because it was mindless entertainment, you know, NCIS and like that kind of crap. And I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but it was easy to kind of just put it on, check your brain. I didn't have to focus. I could watch it after a long day of work and be Mm. exhausted and still get through an episode. Right. Whereas these things that I'm watching now, I have to devote like genuine time and emotional effort yeah. to consuming it. And I just, I don't, I don't have enough time. It's hard. I don't have enough time to watch all of these shows, especially the, that require so much. The intensity me. of so many things that we're watching. It's a, it's, it's a drain. Like, you know, and trying to, you, and a lot of these things that we're watching, we're making, these are our bedtime stories at night, right. which was Mandy Patinkin's thing uh, for, um, for, uh, for a while. Um, one of the reasons he left Criminal Lines, he's like, you know, th- these are our bedtime stories, and I can't be a part of this, this anymore. Th- these things that are, that are so devastating and difficult and horrible to watch. Um, so it's, uh, it's hard to watch these, these, make these our bedtime stories with the, this death and mayhem and doom and gloom. Right. And, uh, you know, stay any form of, uh, of sane. Howdy, sir. Hello, I made it. You made it. <laughs> we can start now. We're uh, we're just about to play the wrap up music, and uh, <laughs> that would and, be uh, just uh, my luck. <laughs> um, well, we have a couple more things before we we bounce, and the things that we saved for you. So, oh, so well, because I I felt like I felt like your contribution to those particular talking points would be more relevant uh, than others. Well, I'm terrified. No, you you shouldn't be terrified. For example, I saved the fact that Rick and Morty was renewed for an additional 70 seasons. Uh, 70 seasons. Uh, 70 seasons. 70 episodes. That truly is Rick and Morty forever. 70 episodes? 70 70 episodes. episodes. So like seven years worth of episodes. I I mean, if you do the math, it boils boils down to that. That's... Uh, that five would, years that'll be a nine season arc yeah. which is what he, he alludes to i don't care if it takes nine seasons morty i'm gonna get that goddamn sauce yeah nine seasons well so, if they do uh, 12 a season it would be five years right yeah but i don't think they do 12 i don't even do they even do 10 they uh i i think it has varied um but i, I don't even know that they do a full 10 i think oh. it's uh, season one was like six episodes wasn't it, uh, it was they're very short, short seasons yeah so. um nuttiness so um yeah, so Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon both confirmed um, that they've been renewed uh, 70 more episodes total. Um, oh, traditionally run for 10 episodes apiece. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think that it was a full 10 episodes. I, I, I apologize. Um, so, yeah. So there's that. Um, but uh, did you see the video of Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland in the shower? No, making sexy. I've, I've only seen the thumbnail. I didn't I, I see the actual video itself. It's, and I, it's pretty funny. I refrain from because I, I saw the thumbnail at work. Yeah, with Twitter on my work computer. I'm like, mm, 
I probably don't yeah. want to click on I that. I mean, there's there's nothing. Believe it or not, there is nothing inappropriate in it. There's yeah, innuendo. But, but, oh, of course. Yeah, but, I, but uh, you know, I just didn't need you know. No, uh, who drops, those, I didn't need who those dudes in the a soap. shower on my yeah. work computer. Someone drops the soap. Well, I won't ruin it for you. Then, oh, but, but seek it out. It is very funny. But yes, so my my take on Rick and Morty getting picked up for seventy more episodes is really mixed. Well, yeah, because it guarantees that there are seventy more episodes and and potentially seven well seven seasons more of horrific, shitty, miserable, terrible people yeah. and their fandom about it. Right. So there's that. Um, and also, I I really feel like it's... I feel like it's a bit too much to make that sort of announcement all at once. It's, I mean... It, it frightens You're me. committing to a lot of writing and a, and a lot of time. And considering how long it takes for them to, to pop out a season after one is over. Well, like, although. You're, you're just committing to keeping this thing going and keeping it interesting for a very long time. There's a big risk of this losing steam uh, 30 episodes into that. Here's, here's the only thing I will say about that. I think that part of the huge gap between one and two, and certainly between now two and three, is that they just didn't know if they were actually going to have. Right. Season. So now that they have a full pickup, this might become their full time job, and they actually yeah. crank out Just seventy. Dive episodes. in and let it go. Yeah, <laughs> like adults. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's what I was going to say. Like adults. Yeah. I was going to uh, say I mean, in a pool of talent swimming. <laughs> yeah, I imagine in a place that where adults can swim. If they signed uh, a contract of this length, they must have some sort of uh, parameters built in there that they agreed to. So. Right. My my only concern, though, is that with so many episodes that they have to produce, I hope that they don't lose their focus. Because right. seasons, season one's uh, interdimensional cable episode, right, was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But it was a filler episode right. in, the, in the grand scheme of things. The, the episode of season two that was similar to that... Um, was it the return to the interdimensional cable? It was, it was literally interdimensional cable, too. <laughs> it felt a little tedious. I, I, dug, I dug most I, of the the bits yeah, in I there. Like those. So the, I like uh, those. And then they then, then they got away from it and did Morty's mind blowers. Right. Know? So yeah. I I mean th- that's at least they've already established. That, yeah, we can break format. And he actually openly says it. Well, we're doing that this time instead of like you know a cable show. We're doing Morty's mind blower this time. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So. We'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm hesitant. Yeah. But I'm excited. Well, I mean, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Okay. It's, 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 you take each each one of seventy as they come. Right. So that one you saved for me. Did you yeah. save Doom Patrol for me? Yes. Greg Verlanti's Doom Patrol greenlit at the DC Universe. So DC Universe, that's the new digital service that we talked right. about last week. The one that's going to contain uh, the return of Young Justice, Titans, Swamp Thing, and now Doom Patrol. Now, I saved this because out of the three people in this room, you're the Doom Patrol fan. I am a Doom Patrol fan, big time. Um, um, so it's going to be live action. Uh, is it going to be live action? Oh, yeah, live action. Is, yeah. yeah. That's a, wow, mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, are you reading the current Doom Patrol run? Uh, only in trades. That's the Gerard Way one. Isn't Correct. It? So I read the first two episodes, uh, issues of the new Doom Patrol, um, and I promptly stopped reading it because it was, no offense to Gerard Way, it was fucking awful. <laughs> but you liked um, his other book. Right? I liked Umbrella Academy. Yeah. The Umbrella Academy, this was not. I know. Yeah. This was... This was um, this was dog shit covered in Doom Patrol whipped cream. Wow! Wow! I mean, that's Harsh. my that's my review. So Harsh. you're 
Is it the Dew Patrol? Is it, that, uh... It's the Duke Patrol. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just was not a fan. I was not a fan of the new take on. I wanted to be. I wanted to be really excited for it. Um, and and every every message bubble, like every text bubble I read, in my brain, my brain would finish the bubble off with man. <laughs> Doom Patrol is a reimagining of one of DC's most beloved group of outcast superheroes. Robot Man, Negative Man, Elasti Girl, and Crazy Jane, led by a modern-day mad scientist, Dr. Niles Calder, the chief. The Doom Patrol's members each suffered horrible accidents that gave them superhuman abilities, but also left them scarred and disfigured. Oh, so... And this is spinning out of... Am I right to say this is spinning out of... um, Young Justice or Titans or whatever they're going to call it. I don't know. It. Is that what it is? Oh, yes, because Doom Patrol is... Doom Patrol characters will appear in the fifth episode of, of Berlanti's DC Universe live-action yeah. drama, Titans. Okay, that makes sense because is Beast Boy one of them? Yes. Beast Boy was Doom Patrol first. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So there's there's your tie-in. There you go. Um, Hi, Will. Oh, something happened up there. Things are happening. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's no good. All right, that, we'll, oh, that looks like a little oh, battery. Yeah, we'll boy. fix that in a second. Um, so um, we didn't save this for you in particular, but um, Kevin Feige. Um, or Feige. Sort of, kind of alluded to slash confirms that they will consider bringing in Ms. Marvel after Captain Marvel. So Ms. Marvel, the current, um, the current incarnation of Ms. Marvel is... Um, uh, what's her name? Carol Danvers? No, 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 no. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. <laughs> is the new young Pakistani. Oh, the new. Oh, the yeah, current yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is she Pakistani? No, what is she? Is she Pakistani? No, yeah, Pakistani-American. Um, so, yeah. He, he, Other. His, so, his exact quote was, we're doing Captain Marvel right now. Captain Marvel's shooting right now with Brie Larson. Miss Marvel, which is another character in the comic books, the Muslim hero who is inspired by Captain Marvel, is definitely sort of in the works. We have plans for that once we've introduced Captain Marvel to the world. She'll be the sidekick. <laughs> or because, something. Because she's not white. Yeah. And... Traditionally in the MCU. <laughs> oh. What? Is it what where was that wrong? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm Iron just... Man. Captain America. I'm just saying. Do I need to go on? I can't go on. But they're they're not the they're not sidekicks, they're replacements. Excuse me? Excuse me? Ironheart isn't a sidekick. Iron I am talking about the MCU, sir. Oh, okay. The Sorry. MCU our Iron Man's Gilligan is James Rhodey. Yeah, okay. Where Captain America's little buddy is... He's Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. I feel you. All right. Just saying. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, am, look, I'm always excited to see more people come into the MCU. I mean, we know that Marvel has some sort of plans for the next, whatever it is, 10 years, I think they said. That they, they already have the next 10 years mapped out, although they haven't indicated what those 10 years will include. But it is mapped out. Um, you know, with Avengers now at almost 1.7 billion, I think. With a B. With a B. Um, you know, it's not stopping anytime soon, and why should it? So, Cobra yeah. Kai was renewed, it looks like, according yes. to my prep sheet. Yes, we talked about that. Oh, that's good. Um, did you talk about John Favreau? We did not talk about Star Wars yet. That's oh, next. Okay. so John Favreau, who is doing the live action Star Wars series for the Disney digital streaming service coming in yes. 2019. A. 
live action. A live because action. Because it will sorry. not be the only one, according to yeah, sorry. what I've A heard. live action. Uh, he has confirmed that his live action series will take place in the time between Return of the Jedi um, and Force Awakens. Oh, good. Yes. So that is the that is a perfect time period. Um, it is. It'll uh, follow all those books that PK hates. It all is, uh, it is all new characters. For the what? The book? Didn't you not like the books that took place after Jedi? Oh, hey, <laughs> let's. Uh... Wow, that was that was creepily timed. That was funny. <laughs> Sorry about ah, that. That's all right. So, in case you're wondering. Uh, uh, we just had a sound effect play, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it scared the shit out of everyone in this room. <laughs> and uh, we're back. <laughs> so, no, no, PK is a fan of the Zon trilogy. Uh, the Zon trilogy. Yeah, isn't that the books that took place after Jedi? Oh, I'm sorry. You said after Jedi, before Force Awakens. Yes, that would be the Zon trilogy, would it not? Yeah. What am I thinking of? I have I no idea. I don't know. The books that take place after Force Awakens? No. No. Nope. One of the books that came out recently. That oh, were he was. Right. He was only. Oh, a- uh, Aftermath. Aftermath. There was the only Ch- the one Chuck of Wendig those. books. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, only yeah, one, yeah. That's, that's just one book I've, right. I've read out of that, which I didn't enjoy. Um, yeah, that's it. I have it. not yeah. tried God, the other ones I'm to not determine I'm crazy. Thank God. No, you just had the wrong period. It, it's but, like, uh, that's yeah. after Force Awakens. Yes. But, that is, that's the stuff that leads to. Uh, leading to Force Awakens. But, you know. Aftermath was the first book of that new. So here's what's interesting about that particular time period. Um,. If we take Forces of Destiny, which is the animated series, right. as canon, which it is, Hera, Syndulla, is at the Battle of Endor with Princess Leia yeah. in Forces of Destiny. Uh-huh. Which means that Hera is a ripe candidate for Favreau's series. Yeah, could be. Well, uh, he the article is pretty clear about introducing all new characters. Um well, it doesn't mean she can't pop up. Uh, Favreau said the show will feature all new characters. So, I mean, pop up, certainly, but I, I don't know that we'll see her or, or anyone established currently as a focus to any of those. Well, it'll, it, probably be, it'll probably be just like Rebels, where we'll get cameos. Snippets. But that's from, what I mean. Uh, a variety of people. But how great would it be to see a Hera? I'd be fantastic. Cameo at some point, or uh, Sabine. It would be potentially fantastic, because it, it, it they'd have to make sure they render her well, and she's, you know, I, I don't, she looks great in CG, but... You know, can she be that physical? What's her race? What is what is Hera's race? She's uh, Twilik, right? She's Twilik. Twilik. Yeah. I mean, they've 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 done live action Twilix pretty well before. Yeah, it's they haven't shot all away the dancers, from them. Uh, the dancers, and then there's a couple uh, there's a Twilik Jedi. Jedi in the in the prequels too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that's so. Cool. I mean, it's it's not like they haven't. Oh, bare uh, bare chested Kit Fisto. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's it's not like they haven't um, done it and attempted it before yeah. and been okay with it. Um, you just got to get the right yeah. era. Yeah, you got to get the right actress. Actually, is he a Twilik? I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's a, Twilik. a Twilik. I don't think so. He's something similar to a Twilik. His, his, his eyes, uh, his, he's a squiggy. Yeah, his kinda. eyes are different. His, his eyes and, and yeah. squiggies are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, and I, in before the people bitching and moaning about it, it should have been the person who does the voice acting for Hera should play real Hera. That's no. you know what? That's not far off because she she probably could. I, I mean, I don't have no idea what she looks like. Yeah, but. Uh, I, she, I, I've met her. It's what's her name from her universe. She's lovely. She's okay. amazing. Um, isn't it? Oh, Wait. no, she voices. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm she, thinking she of voices who, Ahsoka. I'm thinking who voices Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. You're th- yes. Yeah. The woman, if you look up the woman who who does her voice, okay. she's actually, I think, for 
this time frame would probably be perfectly as long aged. as it could work. I just yeah. I, I don't want that I to be the instant. So. I'm in before that's the instant dismissal in yeah. case they don't go that route. No, I think it. To- no, I think she's totally age appropriate for mm. this series if they decide to lop in somebody for a cameo. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Okay, that could fly. Vanessa right? Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. She. Yeah, I think she would be totally appropriate. Yeah, because she's she would be aged out yeah. appropriately right. for the gap. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. There there's there is all I'm saying is all I'm saying is that Hera exists in that time period. Mm-hmm. We know that Hera exists at the end of Rebels. It has been confirmed and we see it. So there is there is room there. You might see some uh, the adventures of Hera Chopper and Rex would be kind of fun. That's know? what I'm saying. Yeah. I I'd, I'd love to see Chopper at right. minimum. So right, right. Um, you know yeah. there'll be some droid. Well, there always is. There has to be. Um, and they've actually created a live-action chopper already. So um, I think with that, we could probably take a break, though. I think we've gone through most of this you, stuff on you this You're talking show. about Netflix? We did talk That's about very, Netflix. I'm very happy about that. I really like the first season. I, we, we have, I have, neither of us have finished the first season. Oh, Gotham is getting canceled? Yeah. Oh. Getting, I guess all those guys will have to ship over to fucking Krypton. <laughs> yeah. One final season. Yeah. And Lucifer was also canceled. Lucifer was axed. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm not really surprised about yeah. that. I didn't think Lucifer was as good a show as uh, what you call it, Constantine. Uh, Constantine. It, it's hard because we only had like five episodes of Constantine. Lucifer had to go through the growing pains of three seasons, but I liked Lucifer a lot. Did you talk about trailers? Yes. Okay, I saw that Predator trailer. Meh. Yep. Um, <laughs> that was that's the universal uh, feeling in the room. I, I didn't see the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. It looks as amazing. Much as I tried to today, I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, la 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 la. Okay, I'm good now. All right. So with that, <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break. This is episode 497, the one we're calling Big Kev's Queen Stuff. <laughs> what? How did we come up with that title? Because of Bohemian Rhapsody. We opened with a lot of Queen talk. We opened with a lot. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, sure yes. Glad, sure glad I wasn't here to put a stop to that. <laughs> we will be right back. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts. All for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. The Cobra Kai. You can't not hear that song and get pumped up. Like it's 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 like that and I have the tiger. It's like it's a given. They, the, they were two of the great '80s uh, <laughs> montage songs, yep. right? I, I get equally. Yeah. 
Like, I, I really enjoy this song. I'm not going to lie. I added it to my playlist after watching Cobra Kai. This is, I... <laughs> I, I want to do some fire spinning to this song at some point. I really do. I think it's a good. This is a good fire spinning and fire breathing tune. So I have to. I got to figure something out. Can I pony onto your uh, YouTube red yet so I can watch it? No. God damn it. <laughs> but stay gold, pony. But boy. we might have a listener that can help us out with that situation. Oh, so uh, I'm working on it for you. Reach out to Geek Stuff OG. He's already reached out. Oh. I'm just working out the details. All right. All right. Uh-huh. All right. So great. All right, let's do this. So, segment two. Yes. Uh, we are back. Episode 497. We're and calling this one Big Kev's Queen Stuff. Yep. I don't um, know. It should really be called, like, OG and PK's Queen Stuff because <laughs> I wasn't even there. Well, I I, yeah. Well, that's, uh, but that's, you are the biggest show. queen in the room. Well, I well, think now. that is just totally inappropriate. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Ah. <sighs> Um, rude and rude. Rude and rude. Uh, we have no game stuff this week. What? Um, what? The, is that two weeks in a row? I think it's actually three weeks. What in a row. the frack? He's a busy young man. But you know, there was like Red Dead footage released, and I mean all kinds of he, stuff. He anticipated we would just talk about the Red Dead. Well, footage. that's ridiculous. We don't talk about these things because he talks about. No, these we things. always talk about anything Red Dead related. I'm just saying, yeah, goose. Um, I was waiting for his take on the footage, I see. his secret inside information that he always shares. Well, he listens, and in case he doesn't, I will make sure that your displeasure uh, is lodged, that your complaint That's, is lodged. Do it. <laughs> do it immediately. All right. Coke Lodge is going to lodge it someplace. Yep. <laughs> uh, we, um, uh, we had a word from our sponsor, of course, there. During the break, build R2D2, build R2D2.com. Boy, is that box getting heavy that I keep all the build the R2D2 parts in. Uh, because there are many parts. There are many parts. And you take those parts and you put together a beautiful one-half scale R2D2. Huzzah! Yes, and it would cost you thousands of dollars if you uh, purchased uh, this type of fine droid with all the incredible features like the Wi-Fi enabled... Uh, 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 app controlled, uh, realistic droid movement, um, status displays, microphone and speaker, video and still camera, and on and on and on. All of these things you'll get and you'll build into a beautiful one half scale R2D2 that you own. And the best part about it is you're not paying thousands of dollars. No, no. You're paying a little bit each month. And you get a bunch of parts. And then on top of the fact that you end up with a beautiful droid, you get to Put them together. I'm just like flabbergasted at this idea. I can't and not wait. not a high difficulty level either. There's no, no. soldering or anything required. No, no, no. No, nothing like that. It, nothing. Could, it sounds as though it could be a daunting project, but it's actually not. It's, it's not. No. And I was and easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. I was very, uh, I'm very pleased uh, uh, by this product from the people that brought you the absolutely incredible build Millennium Falcon and then the new one that's coming. Yes. I'm going to write that guy and find out if we can talk about that. Did I say that last week too? I probably yeah. did. But other people, you talk about it like it's a secret, like nobody, like you're the <laughs> I want to clear that we are allowed to talk about Other it. people have talked about it. In the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> Who? I've seen it on other Star Wars websites. All right, I'm just saying. I have OG's going to snap and just scream it out at the top of his lungs when it was this episode. Oh, did you it's hear? It's build X-Wing. It's an X-Wing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's it's not, not <laughs> just an X-Wing, sir. <laughs> not a secret okay i'm not saying it's a secret <laughs> sir i'm saying we have people 
to whom we answer to. I understand, but you treat it like it's a briefcase that when you open it up, it's a shiny light. It's oh, an X-Wing. I, I'm sorry, sir. Should I have announced that that was a bit? I thought after 13 fucking years that you would pick up on the fact that it's just a bit. My fault. My fault. Hey, next time we have a D&D book, we're going to do a thing oh, like it's it. a bit. Like, you know, where we where we Look, pretend to cut you off. And every, and I'm just, I'll lay all the bits out for you before they and happen. Every, every now and again, we have to blow the bit up. Hey, every time you say the word uh, nope, nope, <laughs> that's what it goes. Oh, it looks like the room failed. <laughs> See? Ah. See, I told you it was going to uh, uh, Anyway, check out buildr2d2.com. Uh, you're going to get involved in a great project uh, for you and your friends and your family. There you go. All right. All right, PK. It's not that fucking yeah. funny. Uh, it's not, you, you didn't it's see. It's not like laughing at a magician. <laughs> the, the face was on the money. I saw it. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> we had a, we had a voicemail. Fucking nano dots. Let it go. We had a voicemail that came in last week um, that we didn't play because it kind of pertained directly to PK. PK was not here last week. Ah, okay. Um, we are not going to play the voicemail again this week. Only because it is... Very well. Long. Here's here's what I'll do. I'll, let's because because there's some uh, there's a nice little intro and whatnot. And hello. So let's um I'm uh, I'll play. How about I play the the part that pertains directly to me, which is very early on in the voice. Okay, and then we'll we'll fade out for uh, for the brevity's sake. Sure. Guys, thank you so much for a great show as always. Big Kev, congratulations on your new opportunities. I was thrilled to hear that uh, the show would continue. I think uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff without Big Kev would be a mistake. It, it sounds like it would almost be like uh, a Spider-Man villain movie without Spider-Man. You know, just burn like a great idea. Anyway, this is John calling from Washington, Illinois, and just wanted to say, PK, I am sorry you did not like this movie because many times, many not always, but many times, uh, you and I are on the same page, but it's your opinion. I just ask you to give it another chance because I thought this film was absolutely phenomenal. The Super Bowl of the MCU, everything leading up to this point, and, you know, I'm sorry, but the bad guy won and the bad guy needed okay, I'm gonna, to I'm going to dip him out here. Yeah. Uh, so, and th- this isn't a, a knock on quality. Uh, John, John's voicemail is excellent. It's a great breakdown of, uh, of his, uh, his thoughts on infinity war. The, the problem is just time. Uh, it's, uh, we, uh, we have limited time and, uh, and what have you. And, uh, he actually, he actually ran out of time on the, uh, on the voicemail itself. So, uh, what do we joke about? Brevity is the soul of, yes. of wit on, uh, on geek stuff, but I, but not a knock on quality, John. We uh, really, your, your thoughts are, are on the money and great. And uh, we want to play this first part, and it, it's kind of the impetus for me to clarify uh, my position on Infinity War. And that is not—it's not a position of me hating the movie. And I—and I, I haven't—I I should listen back to the episode that we talked about it because uh, it may have—it may have come off that way, or I may have—I may have said it that way. But uh, it, it's it, the, the there's no denying the film itself is incredible. It is a, it's a great piece of work, and I think I touched on the points that I really liked about the film as far as Thanos' uh, rendering as a CGI character and his motivations, blah, blah, blah. So it, it wasn't – it's not the film. The film is great. I, I hated my personal experience with that movie. And, uh, and to clarify, which I didn't really touch on too much then, like going into the film, I was going in in a, in a rotten headspace. There was a lot of things being annoying in my uh, – personally – 
and things for friends that were being difficult. And there was, I went into the movie with a feeling of a slight feeling of, of helplessness uh, in, in life in general. And then I, I'm like, well, I have my superheroes and this will be, uh, this will be on the, we'll be okay with, uh, with all of that. And I spent uh, two and a half hours in complete and utter helplessness and uh and with no resolution beyond that so it was it was a difficult uh <laughs> i've got a friend now it was a difficult uh experience to uh to sit through with all of that and that's uh, that's my position there i definitely will uh give it an, another chance i'm getting a hug from the cat <laughs> while i'm trying it i, I he's studio trying, q he's has trying been to make invaded me feel people he's like pk it's okay i know you were sad about the movie i'm gonna give you love now i know i get it i get it you're adorable uh, but, <laughs> But, Jules um, and Frodo have uh, <laughs> invaded the uh, yes. Studio Q. But uh, so yeah, I, I definitely will. I will give the the film an overall uh, second chance. Probably my, that next chance will be when I do the full rewatch leading up to the second part next year. Uh, so I don't want to discount the film itself. The film is indeed incredible, and sure. it's, and like you said, the Super Bowl of the MCU. It's it's a hell of an entry. Uh, it's just my, my personal experience with it was just a rocky road. That's all there was to it. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, you know what? Maybe we'll, uh, you know, we don't have a show next week. So maybe uh, maybe I'll play John's uh, uh, voicemail in its entirety during, like, a build-up or best-of or something. I'm away on business next week. I'm just saying, I just I didn't realize it was three more. We talked about it last week. I know, but yeah. that I, you know when that ends? Yeah. When I walk out the door. Right. And then when I come in, I'm surprised that right, we're right. at 490, whatever we're at. Um. So what what I, what I want to say is, if you ever want to leave a voicemail um, on the show, you can. Um, you can give us a call over at that GVM line two zero one seven three zero BKGS. So there you go. And uh, you know we we do appreciate your calls. Unfortunately, sometimes if they do get a little lengthy, um, it does make it harder for us to insert them into the episodes. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't listen and we don't appreciate them. So right. please continue to leave them. Just, we'll we'll yeah. always pull something out yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, we had on a box every single time and there you we go. found some nugget of gold in there. For sure. So <laughs> occasionally, rarely. So, uh, <laughs> I, and it was, I think it was really uh, nice of that guy to say that, you know, that the show, uh, would be like a Spider-Man villain movie without Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. What a brilliant analogy. Sure. And you know, again, I saw that trailer when I saw Infinity War for the fifth time. Just, no. Yeah, Just I know. done. I know. Um, okay. Well, we're going to move on then from okay. the voicemails and whatnot. We have some product we want to talk yes. about. PK, do you want to go first? Or Kev, do you want to go first? For this, I got to PK I would love to room. go first. Hey, Frodo, Ugh. go go get that cat yeah. from, from PK. And please take him out of here for now, Okay. Yeah, why don't you get go. that book? We should talk about that because we did talk <laughs> about it at length. Yeah, and, um, and this is really, really exciting, actually. No one to get that. No one to get <laughs> This <laughs> show is just a mess today. <laughs> it's a train wreck. <laughs> oh, my God. All okay. right, I'm taking off the headphones. I have to interject. Talk. Okay, everyone note uh, right, note the goes. time down, PK. There OG was a parent at, at this particular <laughs> moment in the show. And there goes Frodo. We got Frodo, and now. Uh, if you now. okay, if you're well, kicking I, him, he's not going to go that way, dude. I don't think kicking him is going to help, Frodo. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you could pause it. No, no, why? This is, wow, this is, is gold. You kidding? I'm riding this for the rest of the so program. We, so we, <laughs> I might let him back in. Oh my god! Oh, gold. 
Gold, gold, no, gold. out. <laughs> so we... <laughs> am I going first? Sit. I'm going first with mine. <laughs> We're talking about Dread, uh, which we brought up on the uh, on the show uh, a few times over the past couple of weeks, and I finally actually brought the book in hand. Uh, the, the book itself, a, a very straightforward trade paperback uh, sized kind of, uh, kind of book. Uh, and it's thin. It's not like a huge, thick, massive resource like you would get with a D&D player's handbook or a Starfinder book or anything like that. Uh, mainly because Dread is very stripped down. And uh, Kev, uh, who I, I thought you were familiar with the game, but uh, I, to, to give you a, a breakdown. No, I know, Dread... that, I know that you've been reading. Uh, I know that you've been reading a lot about right. it. But, but the uh, as the game itself aware. and the mechanics. So Dread is uh, is a horror storytelling game. It's a tabletop role playing game. And uh, what what I particularly love about Dread, what's drawn me so much to this, and has me so excited about about gearing up to uh, to to uh, to play this game and get a get a group together, it's um uh, it's it's stripped down and and super accessible to people that aren't necessarily role-playing gamers in uh, in life. Uh, Starfinder is incredible. It's wonderful. I'm dying to get a game of that going, too. But it's so damn... It's a, it's a big, convoluted game. So you have to it get is. gamers together. Oh, yeah. You have to get people knowing what they're doing or at least you know, introduce them enough to know what they're doing. Uh, you, just, know, you have modifiers and levels and all that yeah, sort of just stuff. just a comment about that. They just put out their third hardcover book, yep. I think. Yep, not too long And that ago. doesn't even cover the... Seven or eight other books yeah. that have come Massive. out, and maps, and pawns, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Like I'm, I'm just so surprised how much stuff that they've come out with. Yeah. That game isn't out six months, is it? It's got to no, be just it's, around it's, six, seven. It's months, over a year. Right? It's it's been over a year since that's been out. Um, it can't but be. but it's, I mean, they, it's just constant really? barrage of wow. stuff. Yeah. It just seems like it's just like it, it seems like every other day there's some new stuff. Yep. which is great. Like you said, I'm really looking forward to it too. But I'm sorry, go back to yep. Dread. So yeah, Dread. It's uh, so it's you're looking at tabletop role playing, but it is stripped down. It is accessible because you're not dealing with characters that are loaded with numbers and modifiers and and lengthy equipment lists and spell lists and so on and so forth your characters are, are put together uh through a questionnaire uh, a variety of, of questions that are uh, that touch on the motivations and the histories of your characters that you're working with and you just kind of you know, the players fill in the blanks about all that and uh, have an understanding of what their uh what their materials are and so on and um your skill checks for the game boil down to one simple thing and it's something known as the tower of dread and that is literally a jenga tower uh, or well, trademark. So a wooden block, <laughs> a wooden block tower, tower. Uh, wooden block, a popular wooden block board game tower is your means of determining success. Now this is horror gaming, horror suspense and whatnot. So your your longevity of your characters. This isn't this isn't a game that's necessarily designed to be a campaign based game that's ongoing for years and years and years, like a Starfinder or a D and D would be. Uh, a lot of characters ain't gonna make it to the end of the game. But it's part of telling the story. You're telling horror stories. So, uh, you know, if you topple that tower in the midst of doing a skill check to, uh, you know, get away from the uh, get away from the slasher and so on and so forth, uh, you uh, that's the end of your character. You're dead. You're done. And uh, and you know the host uh, tells that accordingly. You also have options within there. If you know that that tower is wobbly enough and it's not going to do any uh, go anywhere. Or it's wobbly enough, and, and you know you're you're done for. You can voluntarily knock that sucker down, and then it, it makes the story a, a sort of heroic fall. Like you sacrifice yourself to right. you know give everybody a chance, a path to escape, while right. the serial killer slashes your throat and gets preoccupied with you, or the you know the wolf is just tearing you to shreds while everybody else is able to get away. Well, that's definitely from your heroic act. It's definitely a unique 
gaming system. Yeah, it's regard. it's not unlike anything I, I have ever read about or cool. seen before. And uh, it's there's and thanks to OG, we've talked about it here as well. He's pointed me towards Project Alpha, which yes. I signed up for. I was just going to say the thirty that, yeah. day trial. I'm actually I'm going to let the thirty day trial kick to. Yeah. I, I want to support them because I've 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 enjoyed watching. The show, <clears throat> the shows that they have that are dread based, they do uh, they do dread, and they do a, a second season of it called Madness, Madness. and it's basically they're, they've basically produced uh, dread games, and they're really fun to watch. And the uh, the ca- I haven't watched Madness yet, but the cast in the first uh, adventures uh, are are really good and really uh, really fun to watch. Um, so uh, it, I, I've gotten that out of it, so I want to at least support them for a month, so they get you know get my five bucks or whatever yeah. it is. I, I there's not say, much else I'll watch on there. You'd probably really enjoy New Frontier and Critical Role too. Yeah, I, I they're 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 there to watch again. It's yeah. what we talked about before time. Time sure is really boils boils. Well, down I listen to, to so. Critical Role. I listen to Critical Role at work because I stream right. it. Through YouTube, right, right, right. Not even through Project Alpha because they put it up a couple days later on YouTube. Oh, you allowed but, to do that at work? Uh, are you uh, on my phone? I am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, and uh, or I or I listen to it in the car. I download it right. through YouTube Red and I listen to it in the car. And um, but but there are other shows on there. But yes, you can check out Dread. Will Wheaton did a campaign that was kind of short lived. Yeah, it was just a one shot deal. And then there's actually Dread and Madness, which is a bit more produced. And yeah, um, there's uh, there's three Dread things with with this. And uh, I, I'm forgetting who the host is. The uh, the GM. Uh, yeah, I forget the his guy name. with the sideburns. I'm, yeah. I'm blanking on his name, but he is awesome. He's, He's a amazing. fantastic GM. And they do. There was like a tabletop day a game that they played. That's about a, it's like just shy of two hours, and that's like the the first game they all did of Dread together. And then they continued in the more produced show, uh, and it's it's really a lot of fun. Like they're actually on a set uh, and interacting with the set and uh, and little bits and pieces. And the neat thing about Dread, it's customizable with what you can do with Dread. The Jenga set that I bought is a uh, is one called Chalk It Up, and they're all the pieces are black. They're painted that black chalkboard black. oh that's good and so it came with chalk so you can put little right notes on or oh, yeah. symbols and stuff on and and those could mean things so if you pull and i have ideas for sure if you pull certain symbols they mean something for your character right. uh you know something that you can use later on and oh, that's so cool i've invented people to notes or clues or something that they might not necessarily have picked up on or something like that there's the meta- the limitless meta- options the medical blocks the medical blocks, I like healing blocks and whatnot, were uh, were a possibility too. So it's uh, it really is. It, Put dread a block is back into the tower. Dread is oh. is uh, is very stripped down, very very straightforward and very simple, but but open to become as complicated as you like to make right. it and involved as you like to make it. So it's really it's I'm I'm ecstatic for it. Like I I, I can't wait to dig in and actually tell stories with this and uh, yeah, it's, and it's, get some people together. It seems like it's very open and very creative, which yes. I think is a great thing for it any is game about it to is be able to be number so. one about the storytelling. And uh, and the performing and the interacting with each other, right. it's, it's been, and they make a lot of references in the book to improvisational theater and whatnot. So yes. that's cool. the kind of vibe that you're going for in here, where it's you you're really interacting with each other and really playing these. Yeah, characters. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, good shit. Speaking of interacting, yeah, that that's not interactive at all. Sure, it is. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you play with it. I mean, I it's guess an interactive thing. I guess. Uh, I have the. Uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Jabba's Sail Barge, the Katana book. Okay. Uh, it's uh, referred to as behind the workbench from Has uh, Haslab. Haslab, yeah, okay, yeah, Haslab. So um, this is actually excellent. It talks about designing. Uh, you know, we talked about the Kickstarter for the katana, um, and it talks about Mark Boudot is the guy who designed it. Uh, he's designed every Star Wars toy for like a hundred years. But what's great about it, I think, something that I thought PK would really enjoy also is it's filled. With Ralph McQuarrie's oh drawings, I'm I awake. mean, like they're 
they're every like all. I see, yeah, this cross is all, in there too. Yeah. It is, and this is actually this is the actual production design for the set. Um, uh, I mean, it's just laced full of facts, figures, everything about um, the katana. There, there's uh, the actual the broke apart view. Yeah, yeah, of the of the actual toy that's the splody view, splody view. Yeah, wow. um, yeah, really it's terrific splody. book. Lots of great uh, photographs and, and pictures and reproductions uh, uh, leading up to uh, the release of the katana. Now, now is that part of a series, or that that comes? Is that something that was sent to you ahead of time that that goes in conjunction with the the yes, actual? Yes. So this tour. was like your. Uh, we know it's going to be out. It's not going to be out for a little bit. So here's this. Uh, okay. Kind of thing. What's your whistle? Get your, your Kickstarter. Yeah. The yeah. not Kickstarter. The Haslab. Right. Program the has starter, which I have to say, they didn't have to do this. I don't think this was pushing anybody over, but hey, what a nice thing to do! I think it's a nice little bonus. Yeah, it's 63 pages, so it's not like a pamphlet. I mean, it's like a you know, decent, it's a book. And I think, as far as the katana goes and Jabba's lab, and so I think this is a great reference point. I think this is a really, really amazing more than anything, this is an amazing story. Of how this got done right. and how this is being created and so on and so forth. Because this is going to change the game. Oh, sure. Yeah. I this think that, that's is, a big testament to how yeah. devoted they are to the quality of this uh, this piece that they're putting Correct. Out. And I think it's also a testament to the fact that the collectors are now being listened to. Here it is. Yep. This is the proof. Right. Because if this got done, they can do nearly anything. Maybe the next thing won't be a super huge version of a ship or something maybe it'll be a playset. Right. one of the ones i recommended when i was asked by hasbro what i thought one of the ones i recommended was the cantina fully realized oh yeah right set which i thought would have been excellent but there's a lot of smaller things too there's a lot of characters that haven't been done that they feel like they don't want to put out into retail maybe um we know the uh, the one from Brian's toys from several years ago was yeah. the jedi librarian whatever her name i always forget her name um, oh, yeah. And Brian's Toys actually picked that up as an exclusive and did this whole. I mean, to she's see the, great. She's been in the she Vader is. in the Vader comics yes. right now. Yeah, yeah. And she like, I mean, as far as a, a, a piece goes, uh, you know, an exclusive and everything else, that was San Diego quality exclusive mm. that was picked up because fans wanted to have it. She was the number one voted character for years. That they wanted Jocasta knew Jocasta knew that they wanted her to be made into a figure, and they refused to do it because they thought there's no market. Right, but that can't be the way of it anymore. They have to now start switching back to collectors. There's a market for yeah. every character, and the katana. Some way, should be yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. someone someone somewhere is willing to buy something that's got exactly. Star Wars on it. Exactly, and this is the proof. This is the, in my opinion, this is the proof. That Hasbro is switching from we're going to make five POA because that's what kids want uh, to okay we get it we kind of dropped the ball screwed the pooch shit the bed the last couple of years we get it and we're going to kind of go in this direction now so if you'll support us we can continue going in this direction right so smart. now it's collectors play. put put up or shut up I tell you I I mean I. I was an OG too. Did. We we were skeptical as all get out that that sure. was going to hit that mark, and yep. I'm I'm still blown away that it happened. And I was uh, skeptical. I got in in the last hour. They really, yeah. uh, they they really they really got something. They got a yeah. lightning in the bottle thing going on here, and I yep. hope it uh, I hope it continues to strike. Yep. I hope so too. Is that all the product stuff that we yes. have? Yes, excellent. So this is probably yeah 
my last show. Right. Uh, before I leave. For a little while. Because well, yeah, I mean before I leave. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you you know you're you have business next week, so you're going to be gone. Right. So which means we're not going to have a show until at least two weeks. Right. And I'm definitely going to be gone by that point. Fingers crossed. If I don't uh, find something else to uh, uh, some other reason, you know, some other roadblock in my way, because it seems like every day is right. a new one. Um, assuming that's the case, then I will I will not be present. But I did not want to leave uh, without giving you guys something. Okay. Um, one right. because five hundred is going to be in like a month right and i'm going to be remote for 500 this assumes everything works right um so uh, uh so i i of course wanted to get you both something for 500 um and i also wanted to get just sort of a just a little something i'm going away something i don't know this is the way i'm programmed okay so, okay. so i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give og well, th- this is unexpected so it gets a surprise motherfucker there we go Yes, the one soundbite. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Will, uh, so I'm, I, I, like I said, this is just, just, yeah. just something. Uh, you know, and OG, of course, uh, uh, is, is, is my best friend. And so I wanted to get him something that was appropriate, that he would appreciate, uh, and, and that I expect will not end up anywhere except framed somewhere in this room. Okay. So I'm going to give him that. And uh, I'm going to let him open that first, and then I'm going to give PK his... Um, which is slightly less large, um, and slightly more funny, and <laughs> okay. but it's it is merely a token. It is not. Uh, there is no. That's racist. No, no, sir, not that kind not, of token. Not, oh, not uh, the token, a token. Okay, you need to be careful with that. Yes. Uh, OG. Being... Oh. Care would be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. This is why I'm trying to Gently. back Frodo off. Oh my! Where did you get that from? Well, well sir, my uh, ubiquitous clandestine informants. So, uh, what you're looking at, and I'm sure OG will post a pic, is a original animation cell of Green Arrow from one of his very rare appearances on the Super Friends. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Now that that is a. That is an actual cell from uh, a production cell? Yeah. Holy uh, crap. And uh, I actually, um, on the authentication sheet, it actually gives the wrong studio, but I did my own research to verify, and it is actually authentically, yeah, legit. That's fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Was there something else in that bag, sir? Was there another piece of paperwork in that bag? There was the certificate of authenticity. Just those two? Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. I thought maybe he stuck the... No. Nothing one in there? No. Nope. Okay. I thought he might Brilliant. have stuck the original bill of sale in there, which which would have more identified it. Um, but uh, yeah, there it is. That's uh, that's amazing, sir. Thank you so much. So I'm, I'm hoping that will be... Uh, Framed, sir, and it replace. Will it will uh, be probably right away. So probably, right. I would get rid of that Healy piece because is that kid still alive? Uh, <laughs> or dying for me to get rid of the Healy piece? For no, months. that's just not the truth. Uh, Love that guy. Uh, and then PK now yes, now sir. slightly. This is slightly less. It's actually mon. It's like significantly less in stature. And it is significantly less in um, uh, uh, 
you know, sort of price and so on and so forth. Ah, However, like I said, I just wanted to give a token. That just happened to fall into my lap, oh, uh, Michael. I, I mean, it, it's above I know, and beyond uh, even as it is. I, I think, know that you like considering it. I know that you like um, older music formats. Okay. And so I've gotten you something. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes at this point. Okay. The eyes are, the eyes yeah. are indeed closed. And I'm going to share it with uh, OG I, first. This makes me nervous. And, and then OG will, will be able to hand it to you. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to kind of do that. Okay. All right. There it is. Thing. And it's being handed over to PK. Okay. PK, you may now open your eyes. There it is. Original. <laughs> in its original <laughs> packaging. Never open. That's, That's never open, sir. Amazing. God, you want to. Sh- you can go ahead and share that out, sir. That's. Uh, oh, the camera's not working no, on no, that thing. No camera. Uh, we'll we'll we, take pics. This is the uh, Slim Whitman All My Best United Artist Records. It's an eight track stereo. Uh, never opened, sir. Never, this has never, never, been, never opened. been opened. That's not, in its uh, original once. packaging. That's, it's uh, uh, shrunk wrap. Never been opened. Slim, so. Slim Whitman. Whitman. Slim Whitman. Yes. Uh, all my best. All my best. I, so I thought. Slim Whitman. So here's my <laughs> thought amazing. process here. My thought process <laughs> is it's small enough to be unobtrusive in your home. Yeah. Which I know that you like to keep things unobtrusive. I thought, however, it was appropriate, one, because it was music-based, and if you actually found an 8-track player and wanted to open it, you could probably kill Slim Whitman. <laughs> yeah, so, is Slim Whitman he's, isn't he already dead? I, I think he's still alive. Is he dead? I, I mean, uh, OG I, will look it up. If I did that, uh, I, I mean, I certainly couldn't take credit because he has to be 850 by about now. <laughs> Let's say, for example, he was dead. Right. Perhaps you playing this A track would bring him back. The A tracks might bring him back. We'll have to think about he that. He died in 2013. Okay, oh, so okay. not that long ago. Well, that's the even, return of Slim Whitman. That's even better because then uh, a classic like this uh, from a, an artist who's departed. I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the the idea behind his dread campaign. It's the is that reanim- what it is? Reanimated corpse of Slim Whitman. <laughs> there you go. And then you you have this as your centerpiece, and there you are. Perfect. So just I thank look, you, sir. I saw it, and I was like, "This is perfect. This is a winner." Uh, so <laughs> there it is. Uh, just a little parting something uh, from you guys. I obviously am going to miss you uh, guys terribly uh, while I'm in Hawaii for whatever length or forever if that's what the case may be well you'll be back well i'll be back sure i'll be back already we've talked about i'm going to be back for new york comic con right um i paid that bill oh that's good (laughs) uh begathon of course we want to mention the begathon yes so uh of course hit that donation button and uh you can uh, be part of the begathon as well and i wanted to say of course uh, uh i'll be looking forward to rejoining the show as soon as we work out the details. I am I am so interested in you uh, continuing on with the show that I even have a backup plan in place. A backup that, plan that I've tested. Do I just call in three the- times? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. no, a bit of software oh. that um, a patron has uh, recommended to me. A patron, someone who's actually a patron, someone who's actually a patron. Oh, oh. and then uh, in addition to that, um, I have also done two quick like, little mini bits. Uh, with Mikey, oh yeah, for Patreon Mi- Mike as well. Mikey yeah. Prime uh, as a way to test this out and, oh. and and use this bit of software. Okay, so we have, we, it's gonna work. We got. Okay. I am a hundred percent confident All right. that it will work. All right. I have no doubts in my mind. All right, very two quick plugs, and okay. then we have to roll out. Go. Of here. Um, our very good friend of this show, uh, Fernando, die kitty die. We talked about it last week yes. on the show. He's got a Kickstarter going on right now. 
Did he reach out to us for – no, actually, he was talking about um, his Kickstarter online, and I mentioned to him, hey, that's funny. We had just talked about you on the show last week, and then he and I had a conversation and yada, yada. So it is going on right now. Um, it's for the newest Die Kitty Die, so you can check that out. Go to Kickstarter and look up Die Kitty Die. Yes. And uh, check that out. It's a great book. Uh, we love Fernando. Professor and Ruiz. And then also a longtime listener of this show, someone who we've had on the show before at cons – um, and uh, another uh, artist friend, Zach. I know I'm going to butcher your last name, Zach. Gialongo. Gialongo. Maybe I didn't butcher it. Gialongo. Um, he, uh, a bit back, he's done two books that we have talked about on the show. He did an Ewok book, a graphic novel. And then he did an original title, and I apologize. The name is eluding me right now. But Isn't he, it – wasn't he, it Wyatt Earp something? No, 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 no. Oh. No, that was Joe Carmanga. No, oh, that's Joe Carmanga. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. This okay. is Zach Gialongo. Gotcha. Who did <laughs> – it, it was a really good book, and I, the name is just eluding me right now. But he just launched his own Patreon, um, and he's a patron of ours. Um, and, and you should check it out and, and show some love and support. It's really good. He's a great artist. And uh, we'll be talking about him um, again very soon, I think. So uh, there's that. Speaking of love Sweet. and support. Uh, yeah. I already mentioned the Begathon. Yes. Still not too late to get in on my GoFundMe. There you so go. If you it's got a buck or two, want to slide that right over. It's at the top of our Facebook page. You yes. can check it out over there. Yes. You know, one of them is fine. Either one. There you go. Begathon, GoFundMe. Just you know. yeah. Um, I think, we got? I think with that we can say you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com with potentially a new website coming in the near future. We'll see about that. It's a little, oh. bit, a little bit costly, but I'm trying to negotiate that. Um, in addition to that, on social media, you can find me. I'm at GeekStuffOG. I'm BigKevGS on the uh, Xbox network and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And K. Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram and Flick Dude on the PlayStation network. Flick Dude! So, um, with that, <laughs> Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode, uh, my last in Studio Q, at least for the time being, to a close uh, the way we end some episodes by saying Good night, Margot Kidder. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? I don't know who you are. Just a friend from another star. Here I am, like a kid out of school, holding hands with a god. I'm a fool. Will you look at me, quivering, like a little girl, shivering? You can see right through me. Can you read my mind? Can you picture the things I'm thinking of? Wondering why you are all the wonderful things you are. You can fly. You belong in the sky. You and I could belong to each other.
you need a friend. I'm the one to fly to. If you need to be loved, here I am. Read my mind.